Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode 60 of the Galen Trombley Show, we have Ross McAllister. Ross is born, raised, local. He is currently the sales manager at Lormond and an all-around great guy. I'm sure you guys have all seen him around, out and about. He's very involved in the community, and we touched on his background and a lot of other cool stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy episode 60 with Ross McAllister. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 60 of the Galen Trombley Show. I have Ross McAllister with me. Um, I think everybody in the area knows who Ross is. So, um, But Ross, for like the three people that don't know who you are, let them know. You just seem like you're a guy that everybody knows. Um, you know, there are a lot of people in the North Country that I do know uh, and have gotten to know. Um, I always like to make the joke that uh, the saying, as everyone knows, is uh, there's six degrees of separation, but up here we only need about three. Oh, tops. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, we live in a very concentrated area, uh, so it's easy to know everyone, uh, and that can be, be both good and bad. So, But yeah, so you're the guy that I, I will see, and then I'll see with a different group of people, and then a different group of people, and then all these different people are like, yeah, Ross, and I'm like, this guy's everywhere. It's like he's like a living legend right now. Um, well, but, thank you. Well, okay, so tell people who you are if they don't know who you are. Kind of how you got so, to 2019 Ross. All right. So I am uh, Ross McAllister. I'm currently the sales manager at Lormans. Uh, for those of you who do not know what Lormans is, uh, we are entering our 41st year in the business. Printing, embroidery, engraving, uh, promotional products. So we can really just kind of like help out on a lot of different ways, uh, whether it be personal, business, um, school events, you know, sport teams, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there's a good chance if you've participated on a sports team in our area, we probably did um, apparel or jerseys at some point for you. That's, that's true. Yeah, thank you. I, I, probably, I probably still have a bunch of those shirts lying around from tournaments or – I don't know if they like, – they, they wouldn't say – maybe they'll say Lorman's on it, but mo- most of – you know, like the holiday classic tournament and preseason tournaments. And there might be a logo on there somewhere as part of a sponsorship. Just kind of a little – Little, little, uh, do you guys ever put logos on stuff? Like, put I mean, you do, but I'm saying, like, do you like the stuff you because I've been like golf tournaments, and I'll have like a Lorman's logo on the sleeve or something, but like just normal shirts, you guys just sneak it on there. Um, if people ask us to, like, say if they're uh looking to kind of help save money, like, say if it's for a fundraiser or anything like that, they'll ask us if we want to be a sponsor in exchange for having the logo on there so that way people do realize where they got everything from, which mm-hmm. would in turn hopefully, uh, lead to more business to us it's all name recognition yeah, i mean absolutely. seeing over and over and over and over again like you see your logo and then you see it lordman said this and lordman said that and you guys sponsor a lot of stuff very, you're very out in the community we do so. absolutely uh we're a very community involved uh company uh this is my first year working with lordman's but i've known uh tom lordman the boss for a number of years i mean going back to when i was a kid and uh you know wearing youth league 
t-shirts, jerseys, whatever the case may be. And knowing that they always just came from Lorman's. And then as I got older, like um, I used to play softball against Tom and everything. And we've developed a really good uh, friendship relationship over the years. And now I get to go and work with him every day. And it's a lot of fun. Is he an Osable guy too? Keysville. Keysville? Yeah. You're you're Osable, right? Correct. I'm from Osable Forks. Tom's Keysville. So the the two sides of the valley. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Hey, it's about uh, 10, 11 miles apart. So. So, so you grew up on Sable Forks. What, did you go to the little school Well, that's kind of like saying uh, Shazy and Scioto are the same thing. Yes. I'm Shazy, not Scioto. Okay. Big difference. Okay. So Keysville and the Forks. Just that's good. That's a good analogy. Hey, I like hey, that. Absolutely. That's You're bringing it right back to me, yeah, so I get like yeah, that. Um, so did you go to that? spin around and get off. Did, did, you, did you go to that little school there? What's it called? St. something? Um, Holy Name. Holy Name? No, I did not. Uh, I uh, went to the public school, um, I'll Sable Forks Elementary. There was then, two there? Yeah. I don't think I knew this. Uh, technically, at one point, so um, as the Osable side of the district, because Holy Name was a private school. Okay. It's no longer open, unfortunately. But Is that where Chris went? Yeah, that's where Chris went. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. Keep going. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I know, because I went to there one time for, uh, for a yeah, fundraiser. So, so our buddy Chris Cross, he went there. Uh, he was a former road runner. He was a uh, pretty good basketball player back in the day for a holy name. Um, but yeah, I went to uh, the elementary school. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. So, you know. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, uh, there ended up being an annex as well. When I went to fifth grade, the fourth and fifth grade classes had to go over to the annex because... Uh, there were like so many kids in the school at that point that we couldn't fit into the, uh, the elementary school. So max capacity. Yep. Get away from here. So Forks, Osable Valley. Yes. Class of what? Uh, 2002. Okay. And yep. then Osable Valley, you went to? Went to Plattsburgh State after that. Um, I was a communications major. I did TV production, a um, bunch of other stuff as well. So that was a lot of fun. Including the music video. Uh, so tell us the music video. You, you, you started well, with this. You almost said it all before, but I wanted to get this on okay. record. So when I went to uh, Plattsburgh State, I did the TV station, PSTV. Um, and I ended up uh, for a couple, uh, couple two, three semesters, I'd say. Um, I hosted my own music video show. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I knew that it wasn't anything that I plan on doing for my future. So I was just going to really enjoy it, uh, while I was there. And, uh, one time I, I was a little bored and I really like going to concerts. Um, I love seeing live music. Music has always been like a big, uh, passion of mine, you know, just like a way to kind of free yourself from whatever's going on and just kind of like connect with something any way you can. And, uh, so of course, as a you know college student, didn't really have like a lot of extra money, you know, worked, but that paid for the rent and everything else. Uh, went to class all the time. So what I decided to do, if there were bands I wanted to see, uh, anywhere from Burlington, Montreal, uh, excuse me, Montreal and Albany, uh, then I started contacting record labels of bands I wanted to see. Uh, sent them like a well-written email <coughs> about how I was. Uh, college student hosted my own TV show. Uh, we reached out to roughly, you know, 35, 40,000 viewers on a weekly basis. Um, and that I was trying to expand my, my portfolio. 
and I end up getting like free tickets, uh, free like meet and greets with the bands beforehand. Um, got to do interviews with different bands, like whether it be in like the green room at the venue or I'd have to get there early and be on their tour bus and everything. Really? Yeah, but it was like really cool. So, so what bands do you get to interview? All right. Uh, this, this is cool. So there were like some of my favorite ones. Um, I got to interview the drummer of Newfound Glory, which okay. Newfound Glory is my favorite band. Uh, the Starting Line, uh, Bowling for Soup. Um, also for Bowling for Soup, I was able to create a music video uh, that was over at Higher Ground in Burlington. Because they played at Plattsburgh one year, right? In the fair? I think they came over one year. Um, I don't remember Bowling for Soup playing the fair. I do remember Simple Plan playing the fair or was it simple plan maybe it was them they played there i think that was that was in either oh four or oh five um and then clinton county fair had a hoobastank the year after and i stayed as far away from that as i could <laughs> good good choice yeah, yeah, good choice you. uh so yeah it was like so cool to like go see all these different bands for free nonetheless um and just be like hanging on their tour bus and everything and like that's pretty wild. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, like I, it's like you know, here's this college kid from Mount Sable. So part just, of it's just kind of like hustling and making, you know, sending stuff out and trying to reach out to people because I'm sure it wasn't part of your criteria that you had to do that. No, so no, this is like, just you taking I, I it. I totally took that all in, like did it all by myself, just out of boredom. And uh, the way that I always see it is that you can't get what you don't ask for. Yeah, I call it go for no. Like you just yeah, absolutely. Worst case, you're going to say no or you don't get an answer back. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there were some that I didn't get a reply or, oh, you know, that's not really something that they're looking to do. And then I like give the guilt trip. You're like, well, you know, if they don't want to help a college kid who buys their records try to better themselves in the resume for a 10 minute interview, then that's cool. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Let me see what I can do. And then like magically I'd get the tour manager's phone number and get it set up the day before. Like That's cool. Yeah. So, so when you go to like the events, you do like the meet and greets to just bring you back and were they all interviews or did you just kind of get to go chill and hang out? Um, there were a couple that they said, uh, they couldn't guarantee anything, but they would at least get me into the meet and greet before the show. And then that way, if like when talking for a few minutes, if one of the band members or all the band members, whatever the case may be, if they decided that they want to slash could do something, Figured out at that point. Yeah, because I'm, I'm assuming before a concert, they're kind of in that mode anyways, where they just know that they probably have, because you have your you have your warm up and stuff. But I'm sure built in is a lot of or or charity events or things that go on in the city. Right. That you know, prior to the you know at the venue, they might have a charity come in or might have like make a wish. Or they might have you know whatever it might be for that they have obligations to do or sponsorships. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, there's normally going to be something involved with the uh, promoter for each show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so say. Different bands when they come into Burlington, whether they play play at Higher Ground, play at the Flynn, um, the Green at Shelburne Museum, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, or Champlain Valley Fair, good chance that if it's sponsored by one of the radio shows, it's like, all right, look, you're going to be taking an hour, hour and a half out of your day to be sitting, talking with us, uh, talk about this at the other thing, and then you kind of like... Do whatever. So a lot depends what time they get into town, whether there's, say, like travel issues. 
Mm-hmm. So if a band has like a tour bus and something happens, sometimes that kind of comes into play. Uh, then they also have to be at the venue to do their sound check at a certain time. And that kind of falls in between uh, roughly like how many other bands are going to be at the venue as well. Uh, and like sound check kind of goes backwards. So it's like the headlining band is typically going to get there and sound check first because most of the time, if it's like a big enough stage, their uh, uh, gear will just stay like far enough back on the stage. Back, yeah. And then the opening bands will do their sound check, get their stuff off. And then the band who's the true opener, they'll be the last to sound check. That way their stuff is just there and set up for when seven o'clock hits and it's their time to go on. Um, so have you ever, cause you were involved with, was it hello control? Yes. Which hello I didn't. Control. So I'll, I'll give you a quick background on this band. I knew yeah. them because they were very big. Oh, I, I, I might have this wrong. Like I'm guessing three, four, five, six, seven, somewhere, not eight. Like, um, I'd say kind of good on that. 2007, eight, nine. Um, yeah, they that's about right. formed in 2006. Okay. Um, and then they did their first show about a year later because they recorded um, a five-song EP to put together and release before doing their first show. So they, like, due to MySpace, they had, like, a pretty good-sized following before they even yeah. played their first show. They were big when I, like, I well, I'm a few years behind you in school, so, like, that was, they kind of formed when I was finishing up high school. Right. And, like, everybody knew who they were. Um, I didn't realize... The only guy in the band that I kind of knew was I don't know him personally, but uh, Milo, just yeah. because his cousin was went to our school. Oh, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Kyle's so Kyle's a great guy. Yeah, great, great guy. Um, actually, I ran into him. The whole family, like they're all great people. Well, the night I ran into you, and the night I ran into um, uh, Jeff, I ran into Kyle like an hour later. So Kyle's gonna come on the podcast soon. Oh, I can't awesome. wait. So he's yeah. a good buddy from yeah, yeah, when Kyle's I was a little. Super, super nice guy. So I knew of milo through him but i didn't know mikey now mikey we work with all the time yeah right down the hallway and i I don't know the other guys in the band i just know those two but like mikey's so talented with everything too which blows my mind because i've never seen him do anything musically so good musically uh he like drummer right drummer he plays guitar as well bass guitar um he can write um mikey's just an all-around incredibly talented um artist yeah um as you know, I mean, well, he's a he graphic artist now. Yeah. yeah, he's a graphic artist for Boyer Benner, and he does amazing work for everyone that he does work for. Yeah, um, such a like super kind person. Um, just wants the best for everyone that he knows. Super you know, nice like, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mikey was the drummer for Hello Control. Um, I first met Mikey and Ryan, which Ryan was the lead guitarist and did backup vocals. Okay. Um. I walked into Peabody's one night, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> my so, favorite bar, yeah, it was my favorite bar. Was yeah, absolutely. It was you know a lot of places favorite. <laughs> and uh, walk in and I recognize them, you know, again from MySpace, uh, and I have like introduced myself, uh, just saying you know I was a fan of what I had heard so far, uh, and then I also like you know talked about my background with what I did at PSTV and. Uh, you know, so because there were different times on PSTV, we would have bands come in and I would help run audio for it and everything. And I uh, just told them, I was like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to help out with anything I can for you guys. And we've been great friends ever since. 
Uh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Rolled up on him. Yep. So you you like slid into the DM before Instagram. Before DMs were a thing. Yeah, you just kind of, that's cool. Um, So I don't even know if texting was a thing yet at that point. God, Uh, early stages. Kind of age. Yeah, it might have been because I do remember. Like flip phone texting maybe. Yeah. Like you paid like money per text kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. It was like back in the days of like the Razor and the LG chocolate. Yeah, I, I wasn't that fortunate. I had this old crappy flip phone. The uh, but the kids that did have the razor when you flipped it sideways or popped it up and had the keyboard, like they were. You're like, this is it's never going to get any better. Now now we have then like the the LG Envy came out and that was a really cool one because that was the like sideways flip and, phone and they, and they had the sidekick. Yeah, and that, uh, the yeah, sidekick the was in every sidekick. That was in every rap rap lyrics. You know, everybody had T-Mobile sidekick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where's the other guy from? There's wait, there was four, right? Four, Gary. Okay, I don't know him. And Ryan was a. Were, are they local guys or no? Ryan Hayden is a local guy. Okay, uh, he's a Plattsburgh guy. Um, Mikey's northeastern, or was right Champlain area. Yeah, Mikey was from uh, Rouse's Point originally. Okay. Um, Mikey and Ryan used to work together, uh, so they wanted to put a band together, and they knew about Milo's old band. Well, Milo's four, five years younger. Um, yeah, it was then Ryan, and then Mikey's even a couple of years older than Ryan. Uh, so they went to Milo's old band uh, show. It was a band called United Mess, and Milo's friend Gary was also in the band. So Gary ended up joining to play bass for Hello Control. Um, and you know, so I would end up like going on the road with them, uh, different shows, do merch, do audio, whatever the case may be. That's cool. Um, we did shows with a lot of different bands. Um, so All Time Low, who's going to be really oh, big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we did a show at the small room at Higher Ground with them. And now they're like really, really big. And like they've gone on tour with Blink-22. And actually the lead singer of All Time Low now has a side band with Mark, the bassist from Blink-182. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like, you know, just so cool to like think about these things. So where was, so when you guys go in and start, because it was all mostly alternative rock. Right. So when you when you start going like to go book, like who was booking, were they the band booking themselves? Were you helping out with that? Uh, no, I wasn't involved with that. Uh, I didn't want to be. I just wanted to be able to help out at the show. Yeah. Uh, just go and have fun. Extra hand kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Mostly, Mike and Ryan were like reaching out to anyone that they could, um, and they would kind of like see. Uh, and, and I mean, they look all over the state, New England, you know, whatever the case may be, um, and be like, "Okay, what's going on here?" And they tried to jump on with any band that they could. And I mean, they did several different shows at Higher Ground, um, Clifton Park, back when it was Northern Lights. It's now Upstate oh. Concert Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did a few shows there, um, different colleges throughout the state. They'd end up getting on to open up with different bands. Uh, they also won a contest and got to play a side stage at the Warp Tour in Connecticut one year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So really cool that these four guys from Plattsburgh really did what they did. Like, it's too bad that they didn't go farther, but I would say probably arguably the biggest band in recent time from Plattsburgh. That's fair. Yeah, I mean it's the one that seemed like they had the most success outside of like our area. A lot of like, so I feel weird saying commercial success without you know like the record sales, but like 
they end up like signing deals with uh with hot topic uh where like their cd sampler was released digitally through hot topic and some of their merchandise was sold in hot topic the in, local in plattsburgh uh i think it was all throughout new england wow yeah okay. um pretty cool and then there was a canadian store as well um it ended up being the same thing it was like canada's version of hot topic um i think off memory it was called like detox or something Hmm. uh you know just like really really crazy but good for them for how hard they worked for it yeah well i mean that that genre of music was huge back then i don't i don't know if it still is i got away from like that kind of music but back i just remember like junior high high school like it was all that alternative rock Sure. I mean, I was a big Blink-182 guy growing up, so right. that's one of my favorite. Well, alternative rock is my favorite alternative rock band, Like, but there's sure. so many more. It really kind of depends, like, because it's such a wide genre, so to speak, because, you know, the term rock can be rock in so many different ways. And then alternative is the same thing. So, like, technically any band who considers themselves alternative rock they're just an alternative version of someone else's version of rock. Are, are you, is that your favorite genre for the most part? Like yeah, that style? Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm always, I'm kind of like the, the hippie, hippie jam band, rock band kind of thing. Like yeah. acoustic, full set, I'm going to say full set, but you know, like, like full band acoustic, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, like well, I'm talking like, um, I've been on a big, like OAR kick lately. And then one of the best live bands I've seen. Yeah. I saw them at the Maritime Festival. I was just saying in Burlington, uh, God, probably. So I saw them. 10, 8, 9, 10, 11. Let's see. I've seen OAR, I think, three times. Uh, they played at Plattsburgh State um, back when Spring Fest was really a thing. They I did. never saw Spring Like I went to Plattsburgh, but it was gone by the time I got there. Right. Uh, so one year for Spring Fest, it was OAR and uh, the hip hop artist Razelle, <laughs> which Razelle could do the beatbox and everything. So it was like. <laughs> So cool when OAR is just doing what OAR does, and then Razel comes out and he's beatboxing to it at the same time, and it was just like so cool. But that's what music can do; like it just mm-hmm. brings people together for a, like just a common love. Did you? Uh, I started watching. It. I haven't watched the full thing yet because it's hard. I, I just I have no attention span to watch full thing. But the Woodstock documentary on Netflix, you see that? Uh, no, because I don't have the attention span either. Like, okay, I'm it, the same. I, I got through probably 40 minutes of it, and I probably only watched 15 or 20, but sure. some of that stuff's pretty cool about how they talk about the festival and how they got it up and running. Yeah, this absolutely. Was- like, it, it'd be really cool to check out if I could focus on it. Um, it's, it's weird. Like, I even have a tough time watching movies on Netflix, you know, for an hour and a half, but I will sit there and watch countless hours of The Office back to back to back. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you know, that's another favorite. Um, that stuff I'm totally fine with. And maybe it's because after 20 minutes, like there's a quick pause. So it's like kind of reset the mind and get ready for it. Again. So, so I'm the same. So I got, I've talked about this multiple times, like Netflix. I don't really watch TV. I watch live sports. If it's something I have interest in, like I love the New York giants. I know you don't, but no, I don't. The, and and the, not only do I not love the New York giants, but they disappoint me again last night uh, as being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Because they, they beat the Eagles? No, the Eagles won in overtime. Oh, see, like, I don't even, like, my thing is the Giants are, I don't know if I'm a true fan or not a true fan. I, I love the Giants, but I will turn them off if they're not playing well. So, like, to me, I haven't watched, I've watched 
combined this year, maybe 10 minutes of Giants football. Because I like, I, I didn't get It probably is about the top amount of time that they played good football for this That season. sounds about right. Yeah. So we're going for the draft pick. But like when the Giants are doing well, I will watch all their games. Now, if the Giants aren't doing well, I just look at it like they're, they're not. My, my thing with sports, if you're not going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl or whatever your championship is, I don't want to watch you. So like college football. I'm a big Notre Dame football fan. If Notre Dame is doing well, I will watch them. As soon as I know they lost like a game or two, like they can, they might be able to get into the top four. But if they're not playing for, like I won't watch them play the Sugar Bowl unless they have a chance to win the national championship. Right. Because I just don't, I don't know. I'm just one where once the season's over, like I don't want to waste my time to watch you guys just play unless you have something that you're playing for. Are you like that or you watch every game? Um, It's a mix of both. Um, I'm definitely a f- Big time fan of the game, uh, where even if it's not my team playing, then I still enjoy watching the game for what it is. Um, You're talking more football. More football. Okay. Yes. Uh, one thing along with that is that I also you know like to say that I'm a realistic Cowboys fan. Um, I'll flat out say we're insanely overrated. Uh, we're the biggest disappointment in the game this year. I feel. Um, What's your thoughts on Garrett? Uh, uh, Garrett's been there for as long as he is because he's a puppet. He's yeah. a yes man to Jerry. Yeah, he's a jellyfish. Mm-hmm. He has no spine to stand up for himself, or excuse me, from for himself. Um, the guy just does whatever Jerry tells him. Uh, what I hate to hear is when you hear like the analyst being like, "Dallas needs someone that can motivate them." Blah blah. blah. You're an NFL player. Why do you need another mm-hmm. grown man to motivate you? Like, you're you're one of the top athletes in the world getting paid a stupid amount of money to play a game. I mean, granted, there's great risk of injury. I get it. Yeah, supply and demand, but yeah. It's... Absolutely. Why do you need someone to, quote, unquote, motivate you like, at that point? I, have you you've coached before or no? Sports. Yes. So... What what level? What age group? Uh, I did JV football. Uh, okay. So traditionally ninth and tenth grade, there were a couple eighth graders. Yeah. Um, on the team, um, I did that the fall of 2010 and 2011. Uh, so and I volunteered for the first year. Um, I just wanted to be part. I wanted to give back. You saw Sable. Yes. Okay. Um, it was painful. <laughs> Because I know my desire to win, and then I would see the kids' desire, yeah. or lack thereof, I should say. Uh, and they more or less just wanted to like go through the motions just to be able to wear their jersey in the stands and watch the varsity game after with their girlfriends or their friends. Yeah. Like That's what they cared about. They didn't care about how they played. And so many of them, just to show how little they cared... The jerseys that they wore during the game were so clean from them not doing anything during the game that they would wear after the game. Like they take it off. No, fun, man. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go. No, 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 uh, nothing on it. Well, I always look at like, like I did the same thing. I did JV soccer for many years, and you take someone that's 13, 14, 15, Like they need motivation, but I think they also need like a little bit of guidance or direction because right. like you said, they're all over the place or hanging out with their friends, playing video games, got a little girlfriend, whatever. And you end up like, yes, you can change those kids' mindsets by just talking to them a little bit before the game and just giving like some type of energetic speech or anything that might help them out. 
I was always the same thing. Like when you get college, I can still see a little bit too. Cause now grow, have grown, you know, being older college kids to me are still very young cause they're, right. they're just glorified high school kids really. But the same thing you look at professional in Plattsburgh, they do not know how to use a crosswalk correctly. No, never. No. Okay. And I think, is it still, That's it, probably was, other was it an old, too? like, was it an old rumor or like wife's tale that if you got hit in the crosswalk, you got free tuition. Cause that was like the rumor going around and I'm like, who's getting free tuition if you get nailed in the crosswalk? That's, that can't be true. Cause I feel like every kid would make more of an effort to make it happen. We were down in Florida this past year, Florida Gators, uh, Auburn homecoming game. Some kid Pray yourself, Chris, me, Chris and our friend Larry, we go down there. And there was a kid that said something about the car drove by and he was in the crosswalk and we were kind of walking. He goes, that's right. If I get hit, I get free tuition or something. He said it down there. And I'm like, is this a college thing? Or is this like, is this like a barstool sports, like thing that just pops up that people think about that? You know, like it's, um, I really thought it was true when I was in college. Kind of funny how like things, uh, I was thinking about this recently. Like someone said something and brought me back to like way back to like middle school and, and the way that like rumors would go around, but it wasn't just like rumors about like people in school. It's like national rumors. It's like Marilyn Manson didn't have a rib so he could perform something on himself. I've heard that one too. And, and, I don't know if that's like, is that real or not? How was that talked about? Cause that was way back before, you know, anything. Yeah. The fact that I know about that and I, right. I've never heard a Marilyn Manson song in my life. At least I don't think probably have, but probably better off with that. Yeah, one, exactly. But, then, then I think, like to this day, here I am, twice the age, and I'm like, is that true or not true? Right, absolutely. So how I don't these, know. Like little things which we hear in our area, and it's like something, as you said, you're down in Florida, and you're hearing the same exact potential myth, you know. But again, it's, with what you see on social media and stuff today, it's way easier to see how that can be uh, widespread like that. Did when when did you get your first cell phone? Two thousand three. So you were at a high school at the time. Yeah, I was at a high school. And I was in college. Did, did you have Facebook in college? Um. <laughs> so I started with um, MySpace uh, whenever that started, and then Facebook became a thing. In uh, at that point, I remember it took a while for Plattsburgh to become part of the social network because mm -hmm. you could only get Facebook if your school was a Facebook school. Yes. And it took Plattsburgh forever to uh, sign on. And all my friends are signed up. I'm like, Facebook is stupid. MySpace is better. You know, blah, blah, blah. MySpace is going to stick around longer. Uh, so I definitely ate my words on that. Uh, but I mean, it probably took me, I'd say six to eight months, uh, after Facebook, like really started becoming a thing before I was finally like, all right, so I guess I need to sign up. So, cause we're like a weird, and you're like I said, a little bit older than me. Cause Gina reminds me of this all the time. Cause you're the same age. Is sure. that like. But we were at this time where we grew up without a lot of that stuff. I never had a MySpace. And I didn't I remember my first time seeing Facebook. I was a freshman in college and my cousin was on and he was on the uh, the soccer team at the time. And I remember him going on the Facebook and he was clicking on something and he was like, Oh, there's a party tonight, and here's the invite to the party. Oh yeah. And it was on Facebook. And I'm and at the time 
this was like we were a week into college and I had even like signed up for Facebook and he had done it because he was in preseason soccer. And I remember looking at him like, what is this? It's crazy. And this was 2008. Yeah, so that's fair. But yeah, we, we couldn't have it in high school because you had need an EDU. Right. And this was way before anything. Like, because you got to think about it. a lot of those, like YouTube came out, what, probably 06, 07. And then, then, but then you had like Twitter that came out probably like 06, 7, 8. But it wasn't really widespread was at that time. Probably somewhere around six or seven. Um, but it wasn't widespread. I mean, like none of us had it, or, or maybe you did, but like AIM was what I remember. Rest in peace. Yes. Yep. That's completely gone now, yeah. right? Yeah, just like Peabody's. So. <laughs> what is a better chance of coming back, Peabody's or AIM? Uh, hopefully Peabody's. I mean, it was a great place. Um, that was my favorite bar. You know, it was cool because it could really appeal to a bunch of different people. If you want to go just simply hang out, have a couple beers, it was a great spot for it. You want to go and play darts? Great news. We got a couple dart, uh, three dart boards, I believe. And they're fun. I play those yeah, a lot. Absolutely. A little crowded where they were, but it was fun. At times. <laughs> you make do. Uh, there were, you know, tables to sit at, booths to sit in, whatever the case may be. Or if you wanted to... Go the upstairs, great bar too, and shake your tail feather on the dance floor. You could. So when I say shake your tail feather, because that was a huge hit. That was, it was so. yeah. But and you had the second bar up there, correct? You could sneak a drink in there. Did it was it was it yeah. wasn't as well stocked, but it was up there. Right, it was smaller, Absolutely. but it was. You go yeah, get a beer, like or go get a mixed drink. Two draft choices, and then some bottles. Yeah, it was limited yeah, selection. Absolutely. But again, it. Kept you from having to go downstairs just to then go right back up. Because the stairs was a little sketchy. But um, yeah, when I used to be a bouncer there, I loved watching drunk people fall down the stairs. Oh, were you the backdoor bouncer at times? Sometimes. Because um, right now, because there's a portion of like there's college bars. I, I don't I don't go out often, but when you do, do like you you saw me you like go to retro live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, play the full cover. Yeah. No, but when like the time I saw you a couple weeks ago it was like. Might be one of two or three times on the year I'll be able to go out. Right, but for me, I'm like I'm like a Ridley's guy. Couple, uh, couple kids, couple so it's, it's a little tough to. Sure. I pick and choose. Not so much that I can't go out. It's just the next day that I'm like, eh, you know. But uh, more of a Ridley's guy. Went to the ward, and just actually, there. I love the ward. So this is my thing. I've been to the ward. I think before that, once in my life. Really, which is crazy. And I was the guy that walked up to the bar, not knowing that you needed cash at the ward. Mm. That's how. That's how. My knowledge of the ward was not good. Yeah, it's a great little fair. spot, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that great. kind of dive. I grew up in Chazy, the Weathercock, so we were like dive bar central. Twenty Main. Twenty. Yeah, there we go. We, we small towns. Twenty Main's a lot cleaner now than what it was. I've don't. I'd have. To, I, I kind of want to stop in the. I, I drive by it, and I just I'll, every time I drive by, it's one that I just want to stop and just go see. We used to have some really good times at 20 Main. How big is 20 Main? Is it narrow? Just kind of a... Because it looks narrow because it's kind of a side thing. Yeah. Um, is it more narrow than like Monopole? Like the bar there? N- no. No, there's more space than there is in the Monopole. Or is it kind of like Woodstock? The old Woodstock? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you walk like, in, bar's going to be on the left-hand side. And then, uh, you know, plenty of open space. They have a couple like booths people can sit at, and then there's shuffleboard table, uh, pool table, 
darts are somewhere in there too. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a good time. And then actually, the new owners they uh, put put like a back patio for. Uh, it's great during like the summer because they now have a. Uh, Is it on the river? On the river? Right next to the. There's one other building before the river, but okay. yeah, it's right there with the river. Uh, so it, yeah, it's definitely a cool place. You know, it, it, it's less divey now than what it was, but that I, takes away I think from the I think I'm going to try to go next next what we call Fern, but Fourth of July It's when I go up and like live in Fern Lake or live in the Forks for about Crossapalooza for like four days. Right. I'm going to have to sneak out one night and just go have a couple of drinks there. Ralph's home cooking. Yeah, because that's I never leave because we have everything we need there. But GT GT. Oh yeah, yeah. Ralph, Ralph I, I got to get Ralphie on here. We always talk about bringing this That'd stuff up. Amazing. Ralph would be great. Bring Ralph and Sarge on. Oh God. Wait. So, oh. Oh. Well, I've been trying to get him on. Agree. Yeah, I've been trying to get him on forever. I, I. People have called him Sarge, and I just, I didn't realize that was his nickname. And then I'm thinking, was he a sergeant or something? And I guess that's just a childhood nickname. Yeah. And we always call him Chum, but one and the same. But I've been trying right. to get him on, and of course, so Chum be too busy, can't come on. Chum will come on and talk about how a McDonald's burger without the bun is the best thing in the world. That and that, yeah. <laughs> Chum, Chummy Keto. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's, he's a beauty, but I'm, we're hopefully going to get him on because every time I talk to him, it's hunting season, trapping season, and he's, he's out in the wilderness and back roads. And then he'll just call me randomly, talk to me for a half hour about yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And then we... Uh, well, I saw Snooky, I think it was last week. Um, so she was in at SIP when I was working. Oh really? Yeah. By and herself, then, like, or with friends? With a friend, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, so got yeah. to see her for a few minutes and everything. She's like, "Well, you know what time of year it is." So. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's a she's a saint. Yep. Snook yeah. is an absolute saint. Yeah. Um, to put up with him. <laughs> the, uh, the I think I don't know if it was it was something going on the other day and Chummy reaches out and Chris, of course I'm going from Chris's story of Ralph. Right. So the story comes in and Chummy goes, "Ralphie, what do you need us to bring?" Chummy goes. Because I need you not to bring yourself, Chum. <laughs> so, needless to say, Chum, we probably showed up with a caravan of, of whatever and, yeah. and and just camped out. He was there one time when they had the kid. Right. The, well, the two, two. He's had, he has two kids, one on 4th of July and one like a week before. Right. First time I met Chummy, was up there with a one, like a week old baby, stayed for like 10 days. Loud music, everything. Ten, didn't yep. care, 10 yep. days. And then, then they had a baby on 4th of July and he was back by like the end of the 5th. Back at, hanging back, here's a little baby. Snooks, Snooks is like, just came off the hospital bed. Just being a trooper. And there's Chummy cooking a brisket. Not even cooking a brisket, just eating a brisket. Yeah, that well, was a big train. That's just the engine. That actually happened last night, too. We had this just, just a little engine. Um, did you go to... Uh, train. Well, I think we were, we didn't go to it. We went to the one here, the, the Plattsburgh holiday thing. But Fourth of, or Fern, or not Fern, but the Forks does one. Yeah, so that was uh, this past Saturday. Because that's when uh, I want. I, I would go to 20 Main if I went to that. So I didn't go to 20 Main this past Saturday because I was told it was too crowded. It's packed. Big, yeah. big day. It's really big day. Christmas in the Forks. Um, Is that what it's called? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so it's cool. So just to tie in, you know, like Lorman's again, what I do. So um, we actually did uh, different plaques for the parade. Okay. Uh, you know, first, second, third place for like, for your everyday person's float. And then we also did first, second, third for first responders floats. Okay. Um, another cool thing that we did, um, they ordered safety reflective vests for the volunteers to wear for the parade since directing traffic, um, 
since so many people come to such a small location in Osable Forks. So this is pretty big. I've never been it's to it. It's really, really big. Okay. Yeah, so it's the parade, tree lighting, fireworks, everything. Uh, they also make it like a full weekend event. Uh, so like this past Friday night, the Bowling Alley, um, which is now back open in Osable. So that's really cool for Osable. Uh, so they had uh, trivia and karaoke Friday night to kick off Christmas in the Forks. And then all day Saturday, uh, they have like a, a Santa and Mrs. Claus reading a book for the kids. Uh, the movie theater in Osable is playing different Christmas movies all day. Uh, 20 Main hosted an ugly sweater party. Um, not for the kids. Um, so different things like that. So it, it's really this all day, all weekend thing. And it's awesome. Like it just brings people together, which is what the holidays are about. Yeah. I'd like to go because Chris has asked us to go a couple of times. We went to the holiday one, in Pla- uh, the Plattsburgh one. Right. Um, that was, was kind of a cluster. That Well, yeah. Well, actually, we we looked out. So the glass, like I don't know, I always call it the glass building on Jerky Street, but Social Security building down in the corner. Right. I parked like. There's a spot, one spot open, parked there, like walked down, went up by Maui North and stood right there. The tree was up and sure. perfect. Like we couldn't have got a better spot. Well, like maybe I was kind of bitter because on Saturday I was working during the day uh, into the early evening at SIP. Uh, so it's like, hey, this is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, parade, bunch of people will come in, get food and everything. So many people were so angry that downtown parking was blocked off so early that they didn't want to deal with anything. Really? Yeah. So, I, I mean, we still had a good night, but it wasn't what it should have been given what was going on. Uh, That's crazy. Because the park, everything's, everything east of Margaret Street was open. Right. So, like, Durkee parking lot was open, like, everything. Right. Um, well, we, we went, we ended up picking up Yama uh, Sushi to go home. Sure. And we ended up, actually, it went again today, and... I asked the owner there, I said, were you guys busy? And she said, not really. And I said, it's crazy. But they had like the music thing or the big stage in front. Right in front, yeah. So yeah, so sense. maybe that hit some people. I just yeah. figured there's so many people down there just by law of averages. Someone has, you know, you're going to get quite a bit of people. We had some people come in and like just to kind of stay warm and have a drink while they watch the parade from inside. Uh, but because of that, they got there before people could go and sit down at a table. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of lost Did, opportunity. Are you bar- bartending there? Uh, bartend plus I'll do tables, whatever yeah. it may be. So um, it's that's nice cool. Fun side gig. That's um, a cool place. Yeah, they got some good food place. too. Yeah. yeah, food, drinks are all really good. Um, it's really cool. Like so again, like I mentioned, the way that Lorman's is involved in the community. You know, we're always trying to do different ways to give back and everything. Uh, so like, say for instance, tomorrow night we're having our Christmas party for Lorman's. Uh, we all go out to dinner and everything. And instead of doing a gift exchange with one another, uh, we all purchase toys instead so we can donate to Toys for Tots. Oh, cool. And then same thing. Like, I know we have a Toys for Tots bin at SIP, uh, which this Sunday the 15th from 3 to 5, there's going to be like a cocktail hour type thing. People can come in. Drop gifts out. There might be some snacks, you know, get a drink, whatever. Oh, drop cool. off gifts. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's just cool. Um, being part of two different local companies who are always finding different ways to be involved and give back. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the things that I found that, like, I grew up like as a kid, and I was you know very fortunate. My parents, you know, they did well, but my dad and mom were always very good good about giving back to the community and doing different things. So, right. like, as a kid, you you know, your perspective's different, and then you get to a certain point. 
where now you're like you're a full-blown adult making like adult decisions and you're finally like have a career or job or whatever and then you kind of look at like it's nice to give back and i try i I, like i enjoy giving back to people because like at a certain point you you find you kind of now have the means not i mean you're not giving away everything but you can give here and there and it's nice to not say it's nice to be able to do that kind of stuff but even if it's not something physical I feel like we find other ways to get back. So like, or t- time's most important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, a couple weeks ago, um, my boss Tom Lorman, he's very involved with the Oaks Club in Keysville. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and helped him deliver Thanksgiving baskets to some different people in need. Uh, so it's you know turkeys, all the fixings and everything, gallon of milk, and we went around for about an hour that night delivering to different houses. Yeah, and, great. and that felt great, you know. And like, I mean, great. I like you know bought raffles for the fundraiser to help purchase those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, great because it's the Elks. They also received a fair amount of donations. Excuse me, donations from people, um, which is awesome. You know, like it, we always see when people are in need. Um, and that's something that I think is awesome about our area. Like we live in such a unique close knit area that when people see others in need, they do what they can to help those people out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think again, now that I'm older, I see that more, I mean, you see it as a kid, but you don't like take it, you, you kind of take it for granted and comprehend it the same way yeah. that we do now in life. Yeah. And I think, it, well, I think now too, you can recognize people that are, more in need as you like you know when even when i was younger even like five six seven eight years ago you don't see it now you see more where it's like mm-hmm. and it could just be reaching out or calling somebody or just like yeah wherever it might be but it's it's yeah it, but it's cool it's like fun to i i, I get enjoyment out of trying to help people so sure. like same thing with you guys i know tom's very good at that and oh, he's, he's like i said he's such, it. such a great guy one of the biggest hearts i've ever seen yeah someone. like yeah he's a good dude yeah absolutely like uh and and he's fun you know like he's you know full of energy um whether it's on a day he's not feeling well or not he doesn't want to show it mm-hmm. um but he's just so full of life and like truly tries to bring out the best in everyone um i mean so much to the point that uh going back a little over a month ago he started a thing where we did it uh for four weeks in a row but he had tom bull come in mm-hmm. for a weekly uh seminar with us and it really just like made us work together differently uh, while connecting differently with one another at work. You know, even though we're all together 40, 40 plus hours per week, we're so, I don't want to say like robots, but you know, everything's kind of a routine, even though yeah. like each customer is going to be different, but there's going to be enough similarities uh, to make things work. But to find ways to like end up connecting to one another, uh, Tom Bull really did such an amazing job with it. Uh, and Tom Bull is someone I've known for a number of years. Uh, first met him playing poker at a buddy's house, and we've we just met and became friends. You know, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like you and I. Like we met through mutual friends. That's what people do in life. Yeah. Um, but you always try to find the best people to, that you can to connect with. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, you don't want to surround yourself with bad people in life. Do, do you find as you've gotten older that you're... Well, hopefully not, at least. Well, like, I've I found as I've gotten older in it, that you kind of audit who your friends are a little bit more. Meaning not in a... Like, you, you still have your childhood friends, but right. you start gravitating towards better people that... And I say better in the sense they're better for you in life. Like, you know, if you have somebody that's 
holding you down. It doesn't have to be, it could be, it could be just like a negative person in your life. But I find that as I've kind of grown, just that naturally those people kind of, they kind of I, like, I meet enough new people that I can kind of slowly push the negative people out. When I say negative, not like I'm arguing with them, but they might not be, right. maybe not be motivated or maybe complaining a lot or maybe, or, or they are very cynical about stuff. It's tough. Like my high school buddies, like those guys are, they, 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 they've like overcome everything no matter sure. what. Like they're always going to have your high school or your young, your childhood friends that stick with you. But it's, I, I find that like as every it's year, like a scab that even though they might not be there at times, they're just going to be there. Yeah. It's, I think, I think you're like old high school buddies are the ones that like come when you really need them or like childhood kids. Cause you got, I know you, you got a pretty close knit group and we have a good different close knit groups too with that. You know, like it's like Chris always jokes. He's like, Ross has more close circles of best friends than anyone in the world. Like, yeah. And, so, and it's true. Like, and I'm the type of person, like I feel bad if I don't get to see different friends as much as I see other friends. And it's not a knock on either one of them, mm-hmm. but life is so busy for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, I mean, especially it's like, you know, Chris, Jules, uh, you know, and the kids and it's like, you know, their son's my godson. Like, yeah. and I feel that I don't get to see them enough and it's, we're all just so busy, but like, they all know that we care, but luckily we live in a world today where, so, so even though if we're not seeing one another, whenever it's so much easier to stay connected to one another at all times. So like, yeah. say even if like Chris and I like don't text one day or something like we still send each other a Snapchat saying something stupid to the other. Oh, yeah. And that little something can be like the one really good laugh of the day. Yeah. And that's awesome, you know, that you don't have to plan time to have a full-on conversation with others like like it's been done in the past. Like, I remember my mom would, you know, be on the phone with like an aunt or something being like, hey why don't we have a conversation at 7.30 on Thursday night when neither of us have something going on? So they would have a conversation to set up a conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we don't have to do that. You know, like, we don't have to have those full-on conversations. We can just send a couple texts back and forth, reply when we can, because we know how busy one another yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's really an awesome thing. And it's like, so the same thing, you know, with my customers. Like, we try to not text, text them just because some things can kind of get lost in conversation in a mm-hmm. text. Mm-hmm. So we try to avoid that whenever possible. But there are customers that are like, Hey, my schedule is really busy. If you can just send me a text and I'll reply when I can. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's yep. how you and I communicate for yeah, the most part. Absolutely. I mean, we'll call like the we'll discuss and iron out stuff, but it's just like sh- shooting me a text. It's been like, yo, it's ready. Okay, yeah. great. Perfect. Like yeah, that's absolutely. all I need. I just need something like a cue that I'm good. Nope, absolutely. It's like one of my buddies who's a teacher and a basketball coach. I know I can't be calling him when he's mm-hmm. teaching during the day. So I just send him a text like, Hey, your order is ready for pickup at the downtown store. Yeah. And he texts me back like, you know, an hour later when he finally has a free break, he's like, all right, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because you kind of were talking about the story the other night, but I think this was like, uh, you went local viral on this, but the, the commercial, uh, can we talk about the commercial? Well, I mean, I was in a few, but do you mean uh, when I made it rain? You made it rain. I'm talking about. The, I'm talking. I mean, you were on a few of them, but like right. the, 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 commercial. the commercial. Yeah. Uh, so that was probably the best idea I had when I was selling cars. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was great. I mean, I we were, I didn't know you at the time, but I mean, it was it was a great commercial. I was like, that's the guy. Yeah. 
We were, um, so back when DeRochers had the Kia dealership, uh, I was working there at the time. And we were doing this like cash giveaway promotion to customers. And I remember uh, Channel 5 was uh, filming the commercial for us. So, uh, you know, when they're marketing people and. Uh, was it Paul? Paul was not there during that meeting. Um, otherwise, I know that Paul would have lost it. <laughs> uh, Paul D is a Keelan Trombley Paulie show D. alum. Yeah, I know. He's a he's, he's another beauty. Great guy. I love yeah. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Money well spent at the barber shop the other day, by the way. <laughs> so, I asked him, he goes, I haven't been to the barber in 20 years. I'm like, then why'd you go? He goes, been I was here for free for 20 years. I know. He's, I just wanted, I just wanted to, like, to see if it was better. Paid just to get his beard. Eight bucks. And he goes, not going back. I'm like, <laughs> It's you to begin with it. Take a couple clippers, go right down. You get the easiest uh, gig. He's, uh, God, I, I absolutely love Paul. So he's an old time buddy, as you know. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, guy's name is Dave, and he's like, "All right, so what I'm thinking of, we'll do quick cut. This person holding out money. Quick cut. This person holding out money. Quick cut. This person holding out money." And like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, "This just sounds like the most boring commercial ever." So I, I put my hand up and. Dave, and then we're there with our sales manager. and So he's like, yeah, Ross. Which, of course, by this point, I've been on different commercials. I had done radio commercials. So, like, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, when are we going to make it rain in the commercial? This is what you said? <laughs> yeah, that was my, like, exact, uh, <laughs> when are we going to make it rain in the commercial? And, like, my manager, Mike, just busts up laughing. And Mike and I have known each other for... At this point today, we've known each other for over 25 years. So he was a few years older than I was in school. Uh, he went to school with um, one of my older cousins. They were great friends, played sports together and everything. So he's known me since I was a little kid. And he just busts up laughing. And uh, so I remember Dave from Channel 5 going, um, uh, and there was either it was a marketing person or like one of their interns she didn't find it really funny. Really? <laughs> Don't know why. Pac-Man Jones uh, on him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he was like, um, I don't think we can do that. I'm like, why not? Like, it's just me making it rain. Like, why not? Like, that's a great way to give money away. He's like, well, <sighs> um... But people kind of know like what to imply when that happens. I'm like, I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying we should make it rain. So I was like, look, the point of a commercial is to do something memorable that make people think of you when they're trying to think of what they need. I uh -huh. said, so we want to be the dealership that people think of when it's time to get a car. Who's not going to remember the person who's making it rain out of a sunroof? beautiful uh, well thank you and then it was great because <laughs> so i walk into hobie's one night and this is like pretty much right after hobie's had first opened and i'm like looking at the uh uh the taps like just deciding what i want to get for a beer and this guy like probably 10 feet away starts like smacking the bar and like super loud like <laughs> smacking the bar He's like, you you i'm like kind of looking around i'm like me he's like yeah 
and then he just starts like doing the make it rain symbol and i'm like oh my god like like, cool all right cool so people notice the commercial then and remember it so it was yeah well the one right now i think it's running on it's running on wptz too it's the Dan O'Brien, have you seen this guy? Yeah, the little Mario guy. Yeah, I'm like that's brilliant. It's genius because and you you know the guy is probably our age or you know and he's Mario whatever. And right. Like as soon as I see anything remotely close to Mario, you completely have my attention because I, I that was my favorite game growing up. Was makes you want a Subaru, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then yeah, I was gonna say I don't even I don't even want the damn car, but I'm like I kind of want to just go meet the guy. Like makes me just want to play video games. He's ba- well, he's basically like a better looking Paul Dio. No such thing. Bald, bald, bald head, beard, longer beard. Polly's growing it out. But this Daniel, Daniel Bryan, like brilliant. Whoever came up with that, I don't know if he came up with it, but it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, I wish I could do something like that. That'd be good. You could. I'll get Mikey on it. Yeah, tell Mikey. Mikey, make me a video game. Make me Mario. Be like, all right. Well, do you want to like jump or swim, or do you want to go down the tunnel? Mario's already been done though. Like, you, I want, you need to. I want to go up and just go ding, ding. Like It'd be, what for Mario? It'd be Sonic. I never played Sonic. Wasn't a big Sonic guy. Like Donkey Kong, Sonic. I was a, I was a Mario dude. Like straight up Mario. I mean, it's all kind of this. It's, no, Sonic was like PS, right? Sega PlayStation, Genesis. Sega. Yeah, that's right, Sega. Yeah. But then, like, I wasn't a play. I was always Nintendo. So, like, I was a big Mario guy. So, like, N sixty four. That's fair. The original Nintendo, the original Duck Hunter, like that that level. Then PlayStation, it was like... Were you I, one of the kids like me where you'd put the, the right gun the right screen. up to the screen? Right up to the screen, the only way you could kill him. Yeah, because I didn't want to hear that dog laughing at me. Well, the, the other thing, too, is there was room for error the farther you went back. You were right. next to the screen, boom, got him. Absolutely. So you're kind of keep, keep killing the gander. Um, gunshot in the West. <laughs> orange gun. It was good. Yeah. Put in the holster. Um, so what? what uh, anything else new and exciting in the life of, of Ross? Um, actually, I want to ask you for you. I mean, if you're, if you're cool talking about it, I mean, you've obviously lost quite a bit of weight and you look good. Yeah, thank you. I saw you the other day and I said that like, you, you like, no, for me, I don't see you all the time. So like I see it's more noticeable when people don't see you all the time, Yeah. but is that something you're like focusing more on or conscious of or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, cause you, you look night and day different. Like, yeah, and I know you said that you were working on it or very well appreciated. Um, yeah, I mean, down like 40 pounds from when I started and everything. And, um, I mean, I'm not working out as much as I'd like to, um, again, with working, you know, the two jobs and mm-hmm. meetings here and there, like it ends up taking out a fair amount of time. Um, I would like to, you know, get up and work out in the morning, but there's just something about, especially during the winter, it's tough. leaving your warm bed, which is one of the most difficult things to do in the day. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'll do it after work. And then some sort of meeting or something comes up after work. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Guess not. But then just, you know, like doing, you know, like different things with eating. But like, yeah. Is it just so more like, active. Like, like more for you just being a little bit more active and a little bit more conscious of what you're eating or portion control and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Little things like that. Um, you know, like I'm not crossfitting or anything like you guys no are. No crisscross, right? No. Uh my fear is like I'm just so prone to injury as it is mm-hmm. that I'm like, yeah. You know, if I lift up like the medicine ball, I'm I'm just gonna rip my arm off. Um, well, I, 
No, I, I just always look at people like you, you can do whatever you want, but you still have to be somewhat active in right. whatever. And then you just yeah. have to watch what you eat. And Limit yourself. There's Absolutely. Not a, there's no science to it. Yeah. I mean, you can pick whatever method you want to do, but that's really the only two that matter. Well, it's basic math. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And you can. Yeah, exactly. You have to put up more than you take in. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and I mean, that's the thing too. Like with Lorman's, like I'm all over the place at our shop really at all times during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you know, like I, I always have my, my Apple watch on making sure like, all right, what am I burning for calories? So I don't even do like a, a set step goal yeah just because I know things can come into play and we don't have like a huge factory. Like we have a great size shop, but again, if I'm like in my office taking, making phone calls, emails, then I'm not going to be able to be walking around at all times just to get my steps in, yeah. you know? but. But you, you're conscious of like, like right. I mean, you just know internally, like today was a more active day than not an active day. Right. And it makes a difference if yeah, you're on your feet absolutely. most of the day. Really like the biggest thing I did this time around with trying to make an effort to lose weight, get back in shape and everything, um, is that I'm not going by like a strict set diet. Mm-hmm. So it's just making changes. So in there like so many tasty and healthy foods out there that you can do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like say if I've like been working hard for a few days, like if I don't have anything for lunch, uh, at my office, then yeah, maybe I'll just go to the store and get a quick slice of pizza mm-hmm. and not feel bad about it. Like I would yeah. before, but like before I'd always be like, so like insanely strict of like this, 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 that I'd just be miserable and unhappy with it. Yeah. Um, also, I do love to cook. So, like, I've put together, like, different recipes of plenty of different foods that I enjoy. Uh, and that makes a huge, uh, you know, difference as well. Yeah. This, this stri- anybody that does, like, a strict diet or, or a, was it, elimination diet? Right. It never works. Like, keto is now, like, the big fad. Before it was, right. like, the Atkins. And then it was Weight Watchers and all these things. I'm like... Like I, the thing is, like once you do something off of that, mm-hmm. it, your body's gonna like feel it and hate you for it. What? But you got to look at, like paleo and all these things. Like you got to really look at the diets. Like if you're doing a keto diet, you yes, you can do a keto diet, right. but you also live in 2020, and if you want to be any kind of social, it's mm-hmm. very tough to do. Right, absolutely, and, because of how everything's prepared at different restaurants. And yeah, like I, like I'm always one that. I eat very well majority of the time, but if I go to a family dinner and they're serving something like, okay, they're serving a pasta, like right. not my first choice. I never eat, I never eat pasta, spaghetti, things like that. I'm not going to be the guy that's like, I'm not eating. Like, right. No, I'm going to eat it. Like freaking my, you know, in-laws you or a family thing or my, my grandmother. Time and effort to yeah, make it, that it, meal for everyone. And if you're talking about like the grand scheme of things, like you're totally fine where I think people get too caught up in that stuff. Or me, right. if I'm going to go get an ice cream, I'm getting the largest ice cream I can get because I'm not going every day. I go get ice cream in the summer once a month maybe. But right. for me, it's like, but I don't feel, I never, like one, I don't really, I'm not a big sweet, like luckily I'm not like a, sweet tooth person but it's the same see like, i think i had soft serve once this summer yeah i just well to me i'm not even a soft serve guy like i would much rather have i would much rather have hard ice cream from stewart's or hard ice cream from wherever than go get soft ice cream mm-hmm. 
Like I'll go get soft. Like I don't. I trust me. I like it, but I'll go get like a flurry, candy pieces. Like I, I kind of do it up. I don't. Or, but I think the same thing. Like if you're going out for pizza, and people want to have pizza. Like you right. can go eat pizza, and it's not going to kill you. Right. Because it's not like you're doing that every day or every meal. So it's like okay, Saturday or Sunday, you go out, have dinner, drinks, whatever, and you're good. And like you're okay. Yeah. It's like also, you know, if you're gonna have pizza, uh, so I mean. The saying's been out there, but it's like people who uh, will say that any pizza is a personal pizza if you put your mind to it. That's it. Like I'm, I'm kind of no, don't do that. Yeah, but I, I'm, again, I don't. If I don't have enough, like, I'll eat pizza's one that like you can, like you can be feeling depends it. Depends where like, it's from. Yeah, and you be like ah, one more slice. Like, where, where's it your depends, where's where, your favorite? Like, there's a lot around here. Yeah, there are. Um, there's different tastes to it. All right. So, really depend. Like, I'm a big fan of Pizza Palace because it's a different style of crust than everywhere else in town. Correct. Yeah. Um, I don't go there often, though, because also when I go to Pizza Palace, I feel the need to get their wings because I absolutely love their wing sauce. Okay. So, I don't want to do that. Um, See if I'm like uh, downtown. I, I, flat out, Hobie's does a really good pizza. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. enjoy Hobie's pizza. Uh, those would probably be, or Mickey's thin crust. But those are all three different style crusts too. So it's like I think those are my favorite of each style. So so my thing, wings without a doubt, Hobie's or Pasquale's, Romeo wings, still my favorite all time. See, I do enjoy them. Over those places, um, they offer lemon pepper, which not a lot of those places are good. do. Those are good. So it's nice. You get that I, zest. I do like a, a good lemon pepper. I'm actually a big fan of just salt and pepper. Was it salt? No, salt and vinegar. What yeah, are the wings that just... Salt and vinegar people do. But, is it salt uh, and vinegar? I don't mind those out. either. Grows me out. I hate vinegar. Oh, really? So yeah. I don't mind those, but pizza, I'm not a big fan of... I The one thing I don't like about Pizza Palace is the toppings always fall off on me. But to me, the crust is really good. Yeah, My, Gina loves Arnie's pizza. Have you ever been to Arnie's pizza? Like they build like, everything they have, under the cheese. They have like a flaky crust too. It, like and it's it's I, different. Yeah, I wasn't a big Arnie's guy, and then obviously, Gina like she loves Arnie's. So so you compromised, I, and you love Arnie's. Now yeah, that, well now my thing at Arnie's is the, the lasagna. I get yeah. lasagna with. Um, with meat sauce on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then we get like the pizza on the side. And then we usually, I, and I really like antipasta salad or antipasta or whatever. Yeah, I love absolutely. that stuff. So we always get, those are like our three things we end up getting. But the, I didn't really, at first I was like, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Arnie's. Now I'm like, I do like Arnie's. It's got like a, it's got like a buttery crust. It's good. Do you know who makes a great pizza in town that not a lot of people think about? That would be a Lekas. Really? Never had yeah, it. They, have a great pizza. The dough and the sauce are both amazing. Is it a Greek style? Uh, or they make do, different kinds? I think they do three different kinds. Oh, Cheese, pepperoni, right. and then they do a, a roasted chicken with sun-dried tomato. That sounds it's good, Fantastic. Too. Because it's that marinated chicken that they use for the gyros and everything. Are, are, you, uh, are you a guy that likes a lot of topping on the pizza, or are you kind of like plain? Less is more. I'm the same. I'm a cheese or pepperoni... I d- well, cheese is as plain as you can get. With Home Alone, you know that's Kevin McAllister. That's my dad. Is that your? Is your dad's Kevin? 
My dad's name is Kevin McAllister. That's amazing. Plus, they spell McAllister the same way in Home Alone that my family spells it with two C's. No way, Whereas right? Mostly you see it, it. Well, it's M small C capital C A L L. It's not Mac. It's Mac. Whereas most of the time that you see it somewhere, it's just M small C capital A. So oh, like when okay. I was a kid and Home Alone first came out, like so cool that the kid in Home Alone has the same name as my dad. And like, and still to this day, it's Amazing. really funny. Like, my <laughs> you must have some good running jokes. Then. My parents go to the airport, like, and of course, you know, TSA, you know, they're like, it's Kevin McAllister. ID, please. And then, like, people will laugh when they see that it's Kevin McAllister. And that's near 30 years ago. Like, it'd be like, crazy. handing the bag down. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Um, you know, no, pizza's, pizza's good. I, are you also, question, because I know this is like a big topic of conversation for people. Pineapple? Yes or no? Absolutely. I love Hawaiian pizza. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm, that's that's probably my favorite specialty pizza. You want to take a next level? Someone once taught me bacon. Uh, bacon, obviously, but some people say that's a true Hawaiian that it needs bacon on. Yeah. But if you put pepperoni on it, you like that? Ha- wait, the ham? Do you have ham, pepperoni, and pineapple? Ham, pepperoni, and pineapple. Okay. So because the pepperoni will give it a little bit of heat. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm a big. Don't do it all the time. Stick to the true Hawaiian. Ham, ham and pineapple is oh, one of my it's a favorites. Great combo. If it if it's not cheese or pepperoni, it's ham. like I I like Supreme. I like like I'll eat any pizza. I mean, it's not like I'm against it, but so um, Supreme I can't do. Um, I I do not like olives and mushrooms freak me out. Because uh, see, one of my fungus. other ones, they're so gross. One of my they're other ones gross. is I'm a big mushroom pizza guy. I love mushrooms on gross. pizza. One of my favorites. That's probably top. That's Plus, top five. People now do pickle pizza, and that's yeah, one yeah. of the worst yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah, pickles are awful. Have you ever We're been to, on popcorn? Have you ever been to American Flatbread in Burlington? Yeah, it's a great place. Okay, that, that's I get the wagon wheel there, which is very basic. It's like because if you the other thing I like too is if you get like a good good like fresh pizza, what uh, whatever brick oven or whatever they call it, wood fired, wood fired. There you go. So they, if you have the one that has like the nice, you have like the authentic oils on it. Mm. Or even just cheese pizza with a little bit of basil on it. Absolutely. Th- those are by far my favorite. Next level. I'm also a big caramelized onion guy. So if you put a little pepperoni, because yes. this is the wagon wheel. They put this the pepperoni, put the caramelized onions. They got, I think, a little bit of basil on there. And it's just whatever the cheese is. But you can taste like the... When you can taste the olive oil on a pizza, that's mm-hmm. when you know it's... I think you know it's good. Because you get like... It's just the full flavor. It's kind of like a true, true freshness at that point. Like... It, the, yeah, American flatbread is, yeah. man, that might take the cake from my best pizza. Yeah, yeah. I was just I, maybe it's the way it's prepared. In town. Yeah, um, no, I think in town. That's why I'm trying to stay in in, in yeah. Clinton County. I mean, local matters. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, we're, we we go to Dino's a lot because it's close by. Yeah, that's Dino's true. isn't bad. They, they, but I, I'm a Dino like pizza pepper. I'm a, a cheese pepperoni guy. Like keep sure. we keep it simple on that one. No, absolutely. Um, uh, where do you stand on popcorn though? What do you mean, like different flavors of popcorn? I'm a uh, straight pop. Like I, I'm old school, like butter popcorn. I know you can get the cheese popcorn. I know you can get the caramel popcorn. I know you can get. There's probably a million different ones. Cause you know when they used to have the try, the try, like you get the for Christmas, they have them in the bin. Uh, um, I think I've seen them. So, uh, truth be told, I actually hate popcorn. Like all popcorn. All popcorn. Like I'm an equal opportunity the taste popcorn or the, hater. The taste, the experience. Uh, everything. I don't like the butter on my fingers. Popcorn is the most obnoxious food item in the world. 
multiple reasons. Uh, one, it gets stuck in your teeth with nearly every single bite. B, you need to load it with salt, butter, or anything else you can find to give it any sort of flavor. It can be dry. Keep going. I got, I got a, I got a okay. caveat to that one. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, if you overcook it for three seconds, it ruins the smell of your house for the next three days. It, it, yep, that's true. It's fickle. It's a so thick. There's no nutritional value to it. There are plenty of other snack type things out there. Like it. Oh God. So so my thing with the, my thing. There's the bigger drain. So my. They have my, two carts on this one. No, we got the whole load. Um, so my thing with popcorn. Number one, kettle corn is like crack. I love kettle corn. The other thing is that one smells weird too, though. It's they a, all like, do. it's like an addicting taste. But the like, if you go to the movie theater, they have all those like shake seasoning. I never do that. Right. What we used to do is we get the refill bucket. We would fly through the bucket at the movie theater and then go get it refilled, and then only make it like a little bit of the way down. Because once you go through one full bucket, you're kind of full. And that's just like two people just reaching in and grabbing it. So it costs like thirty bucks. I don't know, but it probably is now. This has been years. I, the last movie I, th- I saw in theaters, I was talked about this in the last podcast, Bohemian Rhapsody, which was about a year ago, and I haven't been back to. Th- I don't think I've been back to the theater since. Yeah, I love movies. I just never. Same thing. I just attention span yeah, time. I don't know what my last movie was. Hmm. I used to go all the time, and then you know you get older, more responsibility, and. You know, you can't. Life. When the kids want to start going, then I'll, right. I'll go to. Trust me, I've watched, the, I've watched the 2019 Grinch. Thirty times now, forty times. Son's a big fan, big fan of the Grinch and, and Boss Baby. Does your son like Frozen? Never watched it. Okay. I've never seen it. Frozen Two's out. I've never seen Frozen One. He's never seen it. So I've never watched it either, but I do enjoy the song. The song. Yeah, let L- it go. Let it go. Yeah. I'm assuming the new one has a bunch of music in it too. It's got to. Yeah. Is it the same characters? I'm assuming so. I would say, uh, what's her name? Dinah Menzel. Elsa. Elsa. Uh, oh, oh. Unless you're uh, John Travolta, then it's like something. Did you ever see that when he announced her at the Oscars? Oh yeah. And he just brutal. butchered her name, and I'm like, who's that? Who's coming out? And then she came out, and I was like, dude, you're not even close. Like you just you just slurred something out. Like Travolta the first isn't like wearing his wig anymore either. Is he bald? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Been bald for a while. What's your favorite Travolta movie? I only know a few, but... See, there's Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking 2, Look Who's Talking Now. Was he in anything else? I was thinking Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, Swordfish. Swordfish? Swordfish was a great movie. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, Travolta fan. I mean, like, I don't follow him, but that was... But I may have liked it because of Halle Berry. Fair. Fair. Yeah, Holly Berry. She's still act. She's still around. I, I think she so. just like made her money and hung. Did she have a kid? I always uh, think when you like don't, don't see an actress for a few years, she like has a kid, kind of does the mom thing and comes well, back. So she would have been a little bit older. Yeah, because she's got to be fifties. She's got to be. Probably still gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Has to be. I don't think she could not be. No, she doesn't have it in her. 
All right, Ross, we, we uh, anything else you want to plug? Oh, wow. Um, that, that's wrong. It's an hour oh, forward. Okay. I don't put the time back, so time hasn't flown. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm, my, my only, my concern and why I've been like neurotically looking at, two episodes ago, I recorded a podcast and I can't get it to play back. Oh. Then we recorded one last night, no issue. Perfect. All right. So I'm sitting there looking at this well, thing like, that's... I think this is good. All right. We're going to try to get 50, number 58, which has not actually aired yet, which actually might be a bringing back from the past, but hopefully this works. If this works, I think we're good. But the the thing has been counting the whole time, but it keeps flickering every like five seconds. Gotcha. So we're really playing with fire right now. I think we're good though, because everything should have been working. Right, Nothing's cool. changed since last night. Yeah, so no, uh, no, it was a lot of fun coming on. Uh, it was it's, great to talk about some different joys and hobbies of ours and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, talk about local and, you know, again, if anyone needs anything, uh, you know, printed, embroidered, engraved, different promotional products. I am, and we are here to help. Sales manager. Sales manager. How how many people, Lormans, uh, in total I staff? Think, I think we have like eighteen for our company. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's bigger so, than I thought. And it's Tom. You said Tom's father is still involved. Right. Don uh, is the uh, majority partner. Um, okay. Tom really oversees uh, everything for the day to day operations. Uh, Bonnie's our office manager, and then we have a bunch of others. So we have uh, a few of us on sales staff, and then the production staff, and everything. So uh, it, it, it's really, really great. Like I really enjoy uh, being with the people I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting to uh, put things together, uh, be super creative with things. Like, uh, and then just the way that people appreciate everything that we do to help them out for what they need, you know, like, especially when it's people needing, you know, shirts for a fundraiser. Um, especially if it's, you know, like if someone's battling something and there's a fundraiser, like, so I remember back in the spring, um, there was a, someone was battling, uh, breast cancer. So they were doing a making it rain campaign. Uh, so just to kind of, we know the guy, go back, we know the guy. Uh, and, so I was like, you know, is there anything you're thinking for the design? They're like, no, whatever you guys come up with. I was like, hey, what about this? So I was like, since it's breast cancer, like, why don't we do this? So I was like, in the making it rain, we'll make the A in making and the A in rain the breast cancer ribbon. Oh, cool. So, and, yeah. like, and when the shirts like were designed on the computer and like sent it to the person who was putting the order together for the fundraiser, she was like, oh my God, we all absolutely love this. And then they like, you know, printed and they were being sold at the fundraiser and everyone was like, oh my God, these are so cool. Like just thought it was so neat, uh, you know, to be able to put that together and make it look the right way. Who, who do you, so you must have like a graphic designer yes. on staff that yep. does all the prints and stuff. Yep. Uh, we have James. Uh, he's uh, mid twenties, a little bit out of Plattsburgh state. Super, super nice guy. Yeah. Um, cool. Does great work. Um, and I always tell them, you know, so if there's, uh, would like the Christmas in the forks, as, as I said, the, uh, the safety vest. So she just wanted Santa's secret service printed on there. Uh, what he ended up doing was he put someone in a Santa, I say someone in a Santa hat. And then there was like red sunglasses with like a collar up to like hide the face just to make it seem really secret service. So, and it was such a cool, cool design. 
And then everyone in our table absolutely loved how it looked. They're like, oh my God, how funny is that? You know, like, so it's just cool to see all this excitement that people get from things yeah. that we're putting together and out there. Yeah. And, and you're so, fairly creative. Like you have a creative side to you? Um, a little bit. Um, like not, not even just like art, but just like thinking in the company. Because you kind of, I mean, I think that if there not, are so many random thoughts in my head that something yeah. has to be creative at some point. In time. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's just, plain and simple. Something at, at one point is that wheels going around. <laughs> it's going to hit us. One spot. dot at least has to be creative at any given moment, I would think. Uh, yeah, you throw enough up on the board, something's got to stick. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. Would think so. That's good. Would hope so. But I like that. Um, no, that's, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll wrap up, but. I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, GT. This, hopefully this goes good and you guys listened to the whole thing and enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, and if you guys, like I said, Lorman's, Keysville, I mean, you guys can look them up. I won't give all addresses and stuff. Obviously, they have a place downtown in Plattsburgh. Um, I do know that on the corner of Oak Street and Brickerhoft. Absolutely. And then Keysville on, is it uh, 9? It's 9S slash Nine. Front Street. So it's kind of weird because sometimes the address doesn't show up right depending on your GPS system. Yeah, it's on that long, like, road goes into a road, goes into a road. Right, absolutely. So we're, like, right near the Pepsi plant. That's the easiest way to describe it. But why it doesn't show up is because when Keysville used to be, be the village, uh, the line between the village and the town of Osable, like, it's right where our shop is. So sometimes 1599 Route 9S doesn't show up, but 1599 Front Street does. There so, you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, gr- great company, great organization, good people. Uh, so if you guys need anything, uh, embroidery or logos or vinyl, I mean, you do signs. Yeah, and, absolutely. We do vehicle decals, everything. Yeah, so they're... Uh, they got a lot a lot of uh, different supplies and stuff and, and cool cool things they can do. So, Ross, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you, GT. If you guys see Ross pleasure. out and about, buy him a beer. Right? Can we say that? Uh, Pizza? Buy beer, or uh, we can do like Tito's and Club, because that's fewer Is calories. that your drink? I love Tito's and Club. Do you put lime, lime? in it? Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We should have talked about that. Okay. Um, Next time. Top shelf? Green no, goose. you're not Goose? You're not Goose guy? Goose is fine, but Tito's will do the same thing and save you a lot of money in the process. Yeah, I know. I don't mind Tito's. I just, I, I really do like Grey Goose. But. Yeah, Goose is good, but Tito's is a great quality product without a high price tag on it. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's oh, look at that. We're um, done. That's it. That's, that's it. all. That's all we got. That's great. Oh man, that's my favorite favorite drink. Okay, uh, that's it. Episode sixty. Actually, that's pretty cool. We get sixty. Nice. With Ross, son of Kevin McAllister. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling G A E L A N. T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.